Welcome to the Nonlinear Library, where we use text-to-speech software to convert the best writing from the rationalist and EA communities into audio. This is, Comparative Advantage Does Not Mean Doing the Thing You're Best At, published by Ben West on April 29, 2022 on the Effective Altruism Forum. This post is the first in a series I plan to write about management from an EA perspective, mostly oriented towards hiring. Feedback on which topics are useful to cover would be appreciated. TL, DR, are you the best in the world at a specific task, such as optimizing your company's database? This still might not be the highest impact thing for you to do. I sometimes talk to prospective employees of CEA who say something like, I am the best in the world at optimizing my company's obscure proprietary database. EA organizations don't need anyone to optimize this obscure proprietary database. Therefore, I should use my comparative advantage and work at my current employer optimizing their obscure proprietary database, and other people who have a comparative advantage at working at CEA should work there. Comparative advantage is a useful concept, but it doesn't mean everyone does the thing which they are best at in the world. If this were true, there would be only one chef in the world, the person who is best at being a chef, only one baker, one software engineer, etc. What this approach misses is that sometimes the world needs a 40th percentile graphic designer at an EA organization more than a 99.999th percentile obscure proprietary database optimizer at some other organization. I am grateful to the candidates who apply to CEA and say something like I want you to hire the best person for this position, and am totally happy if you would rather I continue to optimize my company's obscure proprietary database instead of working for you. But the important thing is that these candidates apply to the position, unless you are the hiring manager for a position, you probably don't know what the labor pool is like, and therefore can't really use the theory of comparative advantage in a useful way. Appendix, Technical Argument The above is an informal argument. Using more technical terms, the mistake people are making is that they are looking only at labor supply, and not labor demand. From Wikipedia. If you ignore demand, then you could indeed end up with a scenario where everyone supplies just what they are best able to supply. But that's not what the theory of comparative advantage actually tells you to do, you also need to know about demand. You are sometimes able to actually draw these curves, for example if you and a friend are both considering the same two jobs, and the two of you are the only candidates, and both jobs can only hire one of you. In this scenario, you and your friend should consider your comparative advantages. But this scenario is pretty rare, and in general I have found that the theory of comparative advantage leads people astray more frequently than it is helpful. 80,000 Hours has an article which discusses this in more depth. Lizka wrote a short story about Superman with a similar moral. I would like to thank Will Fenning, Caitlin Elisondo, Max Dalton, Jonathan Kale, Lizka Vaintraub, Jonathan Michelle and J.P. Addison for comments on earlier drafts. I'm not sure if ignoring demand is even a coherent concept. The point of market equilibrium is that supply and demand have to balance. But hopefully you get what I'm pointing at. Note that I'm assuming the price here is denominated in something like utility for the world instead of dollars. Thanks for listening. To help us out with the nonlinear library or to learn more, please visit nonlinear.org.